0: Morning, afternoon, or evening, for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Part of the Lord's Prayer: Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done we need the kingdom of god to come today amen we need it to come in our lives we needed to come in this service we need his kingdom to come in our in our futures we need god's kingdom to come today because things change when his kingdom comes i want to thank the team for leading us into worship today it's great to see all of you in god's house I'm glad that all of you could be online. Those of you that are watching from home today, I thank you for being a part of this service. Those that are upstairs in the overflow, I thank you for not being in the sanctuary today, but for being in God's house. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Go ahead and be seated. This week as I was preparing for this Sunday, I really felt that God was speaking to me. Maybe me me because I needed to be spoken to, Uh, but I believe that God has a word for our church today, and um, I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in his house, in his presence, in your hearts because of his word today. I'm going to start by asking you a question, and I just want you to be honest. How many have had a bad week? It's true. We all do from time to time, okay? I would say, I don't know that I really saw everybody, but about half of the room said they had a bad week, okay? How how many would say you had a great week? Okay, so about the other half, all right, and a few of you didn't respond either way. That's typical. (laughs) I'm joking, (laughs) I guess my thought is where do you go when life is beating you up? Where do you go? What do you do when you feel beat down by life and your employer and your finances? You find that you're personally in a time of stress or, or testing or trial. We're all going to go through that stuff. Amen? For those of you that said you had a great week, I'm not saying it's coming this week, but guess what? There will be a week in the not too near future that you're going to be the one saying, I had a bad week. It's, it's the circle of life. It's the way life is. There's good and there's bad. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. The sun shines on the just and the unjust. So when you're feeling overwhelmed with where you are at in life, everything is kind of just in a big upheaval in your spirit. Where do you go? Some of us have that favorite spot at home. Some of you that know me well know that I have a lazy boy that I like to get into. It's my spot. (laughs) I came home, I think it was late Friday night or Saturday, one of those nights, and someone was in my spot. And... I was very, very nice about it. (laughs) I said, are are you planning on being there for a while? (laughs) We all have that comfy spot. We all have that place of comfort that we go to. Some of us just go to bed when life's beating you up. Some of us have a comfy, lazy boy that we get into, Or some of us just like to get to the house. There's a solitude within the four walls of my house. I'm telling you today, we all need that place to run to. We all need that place to go to when life is treating us bad. And I'm I'm saying it's not going to be a natural carnal space that we go to. We need a spiritual place that we run into, where we can find answers when we've got questions. We need that place where we can go and we can be strengthened because the journey's a little tough today. We need that place where we can go and meet with God because that's where we can get into His presence and there's a power that we can find in the presence of Almighty God. That's where things change. We just sung about it. Everything changes when his kingdom comes. When I can just get to that place, everything changes. Today I'm reminding us of a truth. There is a place. Sam, put that slide up there. There, There's a place. It's the house of God. And the house of God is necessary. It's good to see all of you in God's house today. Those of you that can't fit into the room today because there's just not enough space for everybody to come, thank you for worshiping online. But I'm just saying there's something powerful about getting into the house of God. Anyone know what I'm talking about? I've done the online church. It's good, but it's not that good. It's definitely not the same as this. Also, there's there's an altar that must be important in our lives. And there's power in his presence. Today, if you're needing that place where where God can come and bring answers, if you're looking for that place because life has been treating you bad, I want to let you know it can be found today. There's a power in the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. The psalmist David in Psalm 27, he found himself in a time of trouble. The Bible says that the enemies were were coming in and and surrounding him and and encamping around him. They were closing in. He was in the midst of trouble. But David knew where to run to. David knew the place to get to. David had an understanding. He he got this truth that the house of God is important. The presence of God is something that's imperative. I got to get there. Here's what he said in Psalm 27 and verse 3. He said, though an host should encamp against me, my heart will not fear. When life's treating you bad, when the employer and people and things are are coming against you, you don't have to fear if you've got confidence in an almighty God and his presence that he's going to see you through this trial, amen? He says, though an host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Now this next verse is what I want to get to. Verse 4 says one thing. Everybody say one thing. Let, let me see that one finger. Make sure it's the, the right finger. <laughs> I'm serious. One. One one thing. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. Not two things. Not three things. Not ten things. He said, there's one thing I desire. And that's the thing I'm going to seek after. That's the thing I'm going to pursue. Because I know I can be confident if I can get to that place. There's one thing I'm going to I want to pursue. There's one thing I desire. That I may dwell. Someone say dwell. Dwell in the house of the Lord. David had war coming against him. He had enemies encamping around him. The hosts were were surrounding him. He says, I only need one thing. So all I need is just that one thing. If I can just get to the house of God. If I can just dwell in the house of the Lord. If I can just get into the presence of Almighty God, it doesn't matter what's coming against me. It doesn't matter what enemy is on my tail. Because if I can just get into His presence, everything is going to be okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because when you get into the house of the Lord, you can behold the beauty of the Lord and you can inquire in His temple. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, for in the time of trouble, he's going to hide me in his pavilion. He's going to put me in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? And he shall set me upon a rock. Someone say one thing. Just one thing have I desired of the Lord. And that's the house of God. That's the presence of God. There's a beauty that we find in His presence. There's answers when we get into His presence. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for His presence. Let's thank God for the house of God. I was thinking, as we dedicated Jazari this morning, there were some things instilled into my life As a child, and that was a love for the house of God. I learned very, very young that there was a God that loved me. It didn't matter what I had done wrong, He was going to forgive me. He was going to be there for me when I came to the house of God and got to an altar of repentance. Forgiveness was going to flow freely. Because this God loved me. It was in the house of God that I could find direction for my life. In fact, as I look back, as I'm preparing this message, as I went back in my life, most of the important points of my life, all the biggies, were found in the house of God. Most of them at an altar. In the house of God. Now I'm going back a few years here. There's a picture. This is me. We just dedicated Jazari this morning. This is my baby dedication. Five months old. My parents look so young. I was dedicated at an altar. At First Pentecostal in Argyle Street in Fredericton, New Brunswick. It happened in the house of God. It happened at an altar in the house of God. As I look back over my life, I have a great value for the house of God, getting into his presence because it's a place of safety, it's a place of direction. There, there have been many altars in my life. There have been many churches that I've gone to. I've been a part of some small churches. I've been a part of some large churches. When I was in college in California, I went to Christian Life Center, which had an attendance at that time by about 2,500 people. And they had its own Christian school and its own radio station and its own Bible college. And, and I was there in college. And I was attending Christian Life Center. That was a large church with a large altar. But I'm telling you, it had an altar. It was the house of God. The presence of God was there. I've been at altars at youth camps. Not very nice looking altars. I've been at altars at youth conventions. Different churches along the way. I've made great commitments to God at some altars. I believe that it was at an altar in my youth that I felt the call of God to go into ministry and go off to Bible college and learn what ministry was like. And because of that, I made commitments to God to go on a year's missionary trip to Asia and spend a year in India and Pakistan ministering to the people of Pakistan and India. God speaks to people in altars. It's at an altar that I met this lady right here. Now that's a few years ago too. But it was at an altar. One of the biggest points of my life happened that day. May 15th, 1999. The next picture. This happened at an altar. There's something about the altar, there's something about the house of God, there's something about the presence of God. We dedicated our babies at an altar. First picture. This is Luke's baby dedication. My family and Sherry's family are there together and Luke's probably seven months old, six months old in that picture. It's happened in that an altar. A couple years later, Grace's baby dedication happens. Same altar. Family was present. It was a big time in our life. We dedicated Grace to the Lord at an altar. Today I'm reminding all of us Everyone in the room, everyone online, everyone upstairs. The house of God is necessary. The altar is important. And there's power in His presence. David knew where to run to in the time of trouble, David didn't have to think, where do I go? He didn't have to wonder, you know, what avenue do I walk down? He says, there's only one thing I desire of the Lord. And that's the thing I'm going to seek after. That I may get to the house of God. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Not just a month, not just a year, but all the days of my life. So that I can behold the beauty of the Lord. And I can come to God with my questions. I can inquire of the Lord. And when you inquire of the Lord, he's got answers. David found the house of God to be the place of refuge, to be the place of safety, to be the place of protection in his life. There's some great benefits of being in his presence. The psalm is Psalm 91. We, we've known this psalm. We've read this psalm. It's the psalm of protection. It's the psalm of safety. It's the psalm of his presence. Here's what it says. I'm not going to read it all to us today, but I'm going to read several verses. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone, someone say, He alone. He alone is my refuge. He alone is my place of safety. He alone is my God. He alone is the one that I trust. For He will rescue you from every trap. And protect you from deadly disease. Are you grateful for that today? He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Someone say promises. There's some promises in the Word of God. But they're not just promises that you wonder if they will come true or not. These are God's faithful promises. They will be armor and protection. Verse 5, do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness. There's a disease out there that's causing a lot of fear. There's a disease in our communities and in our cities and in our country and in our entire world that's bringing fear to people. But when you're in the presence of God, when you're in the house of God, when you know the God that understands all things and you trust in him. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night and the arrows of day flies by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. If you make the Lord your refuge, verse 9 says, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Verse 14, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. Is there anyone here today that loves the Lord? There's something about his presence, there's something about the, the house of God, there's something about the altar. He says, I'll rescue those that love me, I will protect those who trust in my name. When I call, when they call on me, I will answer. Coming into the house of God, David says, if I can get there, to inquire of the Lord in his temple. When I call on him, he answers. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm grateful today. That there's a place. I'm grateful today there's a house. There's a presence. There's a God that's looking out for His people. And we don't have to fear what's happening on the outside, but we can trust in Almighty God. In His presence, number two, lives are set free from the chains of sin. It's happening in His presence. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, For those... Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The King James says, there is liberty. There's something to to watch when people's lives are bound by sin. I remember as I was preparing this message, I was thinking back to when we were starting the church in northern Virginia. And, and the church was young, and it was just a small handful of people. There was a guy that came there with his wife, and 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 he was he'd been a backslider away from God, and he his name was Robert, and he would he would be in that place, and he was so under conviction by the power of God, but his life was bound by sin, and he was involved with a lot of junk, and he would sit there and hold that pew in front of him. Actually, it was a chair. He would hold that chair in front of him, and I remember the Sunday where the Spirit of God began to get through to him, and Robert ran to that altar and fell on the floor and those chains were broken. He was set free from all of that junk because he got into the presence of Almighty God. It's in his presence that things become clear. The psalmist Asaph in Psalm 73 he was in a bad place. He was ready to quit. He'd about given up he was having a tough time. He says in verse 2, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. This is a person that was in the house of God. This is someone that, was, that knew God because verse 3 says, he was envious of the boastful. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, his eyes got off of the God that had answers and on the people that looked like they were having a good time. You know what? We have to be careful especially with social media, how much we get looking at so-and-so or that family or how they're doing. Guess what? What you're seeing on social media is the top 5% of their life. Okay? It's not the totality of what's going on. The 95% below is all the junk that they're not wanting to tell you about. You can be looking at your neighbor and looking at the person across the aisle and think they've got it all together and God's blessing them and God's not blessing you. You don't know the junk they're facing. The psalmist got discouraged when he started looking at the people around him. He thought they were more blessed than he was. He got discouraged and was ready to throw in the towel. But I thank God for the house of God. I thank God that things become clear in His presence. The the psalmist goes on to say in verse 16, When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until, someone say until. Until I got to life, church. Until I got into the sanctuary of God. Until I got into the presence of Almighty God. Then things finally became clear. I'm telling you, something wonderful happens when we get into the house of God. Something wonderful takes place when we get into the presence of God. The things that, that, that seem so so real and so authentic that they, they, we understand when we get into His presence. So I'm telling you today, if you're here today and you don't know where to run and things are not making sense and you don't have it all figured out, I'm telling you, the place to run. Get into the house of God. Get into the presence of God. Get into the altar Because that's where God makes things clear. I'm reminding us today say it with me the house of God is necessary, the altar is important, there is power in His presence. I want to let this church know, and this is where I I told you all that to get to this. This is what I felt that God was wanting me to speak to this church today. Our enemy is using this pandemic against God's people. I'm going to say it again. The enemy of your soul is using, I'm not sure that the pandemic is against you, but the enemy is using... This pandemic against God's church. We did a lockdown that started a year ago this past week. And the lockdown kept God's people away from the house of God for 13 or 14 weekends last spring. Forced us out of God's house, forced us out of the place that we run to, the place we go to 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 get into the presence of God. Now, you can get into the presence of God at home. I'm not saying that can't happen, but there's something about the sanctuary, there's something about the house of God. I've got to have it. We were forced out of the building because of the pandemic. We begin to worship online. We are forced out of the place of refuge, the place that we come to to get strength for the journey. We are forced out of the altar that we come to and we run to, where God ministers to individual lives and needs and hearts. Forced out. Do you remember the days prior to the pandemic? We're at the end of the service, we would invite everybody to come and find a place around the altar. Our enemy is using this pandemic against us. Because right now, we have five X's on the altar, socially distance, physically distance, for five individuals, five small bubbles to come. To an altar. We all can't come to the altar anymore. As a family. As a church. I've always always had the slogan. Go home by way of the altar. Anyone ever heard me ever say that? Like, Like on your way home. Just go home by way of the altar. Come to the altar. Spend some time. And then go home. That's how important I believe this altar is in our life. But now we can't all come to the altar. Then on Boxing Day, we were forced into another lockout. Eight more weeks unable to get to the house of God. Yes, we're doing online church. Yes, online church. Those of you that are watching online, I'm so grateful that you're with us today. I'm so grateful that you're watching this service, I, I just pray. I just know what it was like at my house watching church online with my family. I was a pastor and I wasn't happy most of the time. People were distracted, they wanted something else to eat. Let's get, you know, just like it was like a, a moving circus in the middle of the service. And, Pastor, I needed Jesus a couple of those times. <laughs> I'm not saying online, I, those of you all can't fit here anyhow. I, I'm, not, I'm not on your case. I'm just saying we we, we, we got to be careful. This is where I want us to be cautious. Over this time, they're saying that people are developing new habits in their life. There's people that have traveled to work five days a week that will never do that ever again because it's a new habit being formed in our culture. And this is where I'm I'm concerned today. This is where I've got a little bit bit of caution today for, for all of us. Those in the building, those upstairs, and those online. We can't become okay with online church. It's a wonderful tool, and we will always, 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 unless the power is out, have online church. Okay? But we can't get to the point where we think it's okay. If we don't go to the house of God, it, it, it can't get to the point in our lives where, you know what? I'm, I'm just not feeling a hundred percent. This I'm only about 98. I'm, I'm just going to just sleep a little longer and I'm going to get up. I might even be a little late for service, but I can watch it later on today. You know, I, I don't want it to get to the point where we start this habit where church is not the priority. The presence of God and the house of God and the people of God are not the priority that they need to have it. And we can't get to this altar as a family. I don't want you, even those of you that come every single Sunday, and you say, well, there's only five spots. I want to give it to someone else. I'm going to let someone else go. I don't want you to get in the habit of never getting to an altar. Because something special takes place. When we get to an altar, we get into his presence. The devil would like to get us making these new habits. Well, we're Okay. With online church. And we're okay with regularly not going to an altar when we are even at the house of God. I believe that the devil is using this pandemic against God's church because he knows the power of the house of God, he knows the power of the altar. He knows the power that's in the presence of Almighty God. He knows that things happen when people make that commitment and they walk the aisle and they get down to an altar and they throw their hands up in the air and God begins to minister into someone's life. Lives are changed at an altar. Hearts are mended at an altar. Sins are forgiven at an altar. Prayers are answered at an altar. We prayed for people that have had needs in their bodies, and God's healed them instantly at this altar. The Bible says in Acts 3 and 19 that there's times of refreshing that they may come from the presence. There, there's refreshing that takes place when we get into an altar. This past Sunday night, we had a great service. Last Sunday, we had a great service all day. But Sunday night, there was just a powerful presence of God that filled this place. Brother Reese, ministered, and people came to this altar, and tears flowed in this altar, and there was a refreshing that took place in this altar. I don't want to get away from that, church. I don't want to get to the place where we're okay with online church only. Hallelujah. there's There's a warning to the people of God in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. The Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As long as there's no pandemic. As long as the coronavirus is gone. Is there caveats there about coronavirus? Did you guys read any of that? Is not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as long as there's no fear in our culture and there's no chance of getting COVID nineteen. It says, "Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is." But when we get together, we exhort or we encourage one another. There's something you can't do the encouraging very well of one another when you're at home in your living room with your iPad. It's hard for you to encourage me, and it's hard for me to encourage you. Now, if that's you, I'm not, I'm not beating you up, church. If you're at home today, I trust me, I am not beating you up. But I'm just, I'm just giving you the caution like I'm giving everybody else. to Don't get comfortable forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. But exhorting one another... And it says so much more as you see the day approaching. We're getting closer. Every day we live, we're getting closer to the coming of the Lord. As you're getting closer to something, don't, don't, don't forsake the house of God. Don't forsake the presence of God. Because it's something that's imperative in our lives. Because the Bible says in Psalm 16, in your presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. If we can just get to that one place that David talked about, those of you that had a bad week, those of you that had the, the, the workplace and the employer and life beating you up this week, if you could just get to one place, if you could just get to his presence, in his presence... There's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. I've been there. I know what it felt like to not be at church for a long time last spring. I don't like how it feels. I'd rather have 30% here than 100% online. I, I, I'm glad we get to come. There's something, even before when we were doing this this time around, where 10, 11 people were in the room, I'm telling you what, there was something about being in the room with 10 or 11 people and feeling the presence of God. Let's all stand. I'm challenging us, church. I want you to listen to me for a second. I'm almost done. We must do whatever it takes to fight against this. These habits that the devil's wanting to get us to make, these new habits that he's trying to get us to, to make a part of our lives we got to fight about, against this we must decide today that we are going to get to the house of God I, I, you might not get here every week because everybody can't get here every week but we got to make sure that we're getting to the house of God we got to make sure we're getting into the presence of God and some of you need to make sure you get to one of these exits because it's your turn, you need it hallelujah And when you finally get into his presence, when you finally get to the house of God, we've got to determine that, God, I'm not going to let this thing get me, but I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to throw back my head. I'm going to give you great praise because you're worthy of praise. I'm going to entertain your presence. I'm going to believe, God, as I call on your name, that you're going to come down and you're going to minister to people in this place. Hallelujah. We're going to sing here in a moment, but for the next few minutes, here's what I want us to do. We all can't come. I wish I could just say we're all coming to the altar. We all can't come to the altar, but there's five spots. They're open, and when one if someone comes and goes, I'll let you know when one's open. But I just want us all in our own way, in our own space, I want you to say, God, I've got needs here today. God, I've got situations. But God, all I really need to do is find that place in your presence. If I can just get into your presence, everything is going to be okay. Church, I want you to lift up your voices right now. If you need a healing in your body, God can heal your body. If you need God to minister in your life, God can minister. God can touch your body. He can touch your heart. He can touch your emotions. I'm telling you, there's five X's available right now. Who who would like to come to the altar? Step right out. Take a moment right now. There's some people stepping out. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.